I am back. The girls are back at Meadow Park. Even Jill Roard is back at Arsenal, so to speak. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about many other things that I have neglected. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what, my friends? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. What is going on, my friends? Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of That Arsenal Women podcast with me, your host, Demian. I have been MIA in what was my first vacation as an adult. Being a professional musician brings with it a lot of unpredictability. It means that we need to be available whenever possible because we have no idea when our next paycheck can be. And there's an old saying, in case you don't know, that if you want work as a musician and you're out of work, all you have to do is book a vacation because you'll book a gig somehow, some way. And that is what's been happening in my life for the past God knows how long, maybe 16 years or so, especially since I moved to L.A. in 2007. I have been basically in the grasp and hold of the music industry, the music business of a, and I'm knocking on wood, a very um, healthy touring life and touring schedule. And, you know, it, it has kept me away from seeing family, from um, going to weddings, the births of, of friends, the funerals, you name it. I've even spoken about, oh, I've spoken about this in the past, but I'm back. And I um, also am back with better audio which is very important to me. The past few podcasts, I did them while I was on the road. I think one of them I did when I was in Germany, and I did another one when I was in London, maybe two when I was in London. And those were done through really, really crappy audio. But before I get to the nitty-gritty and we get to talking a lot about random things, please be warned that this episode is a bit of everything, and I have no script. I'm going completely off the cuff, and that might not be necessarily a good thing. But... The first thing that I'll say is this. If you don't know, I write every single day on a blog called thatarsenalwomenblog.com. That's all you have to do. Thatarsenalwomenblog.com. I talk about many, 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 many different things. And among the things that I have talked about recently have been sort of match previews and match analysis. And, And to be honest with you, I'm doing those because... I am assuming that that's what a lot of people want to hear and want to read or want to know about. But I don't necessarily love doing that because I don't think I'm an institution in those things. I don't think I'm that uh, of a good uh, or that good of a previewer or analyst or anything like that. There's plenty of blogs and plenty of people that do that much better than I do. But furthermore, I think that I also, especially in post-match analysis, I, I... end up talking about players or criticizing here and there some players that I do not want to do that ever again or anymore. I'm over it. I It is not my place to, you know, offer any sort of, um, you know, uh, criticism or or I, I'm, I'm, I can't find the right word that I'm looking for. I'm sure I'll find it later. But it is not I who should be the judge of anybody or anything. There might be things that I don't comprehend um, and they might come across as being sort of personal 
or something like like that. And that is not my intention, even though I do have very clear opinions about several players at the club. Um, and I have been very vocal as far as my um, opinion regarding if they should stay at the club or not. Same with the manager. But I don't think that's my role at the moment. I don't even think I have a role other than trying to offer something different. So my blogs are different. These podcasts are different. But let's talk about the match this morning. And among the things that, oh, it was morning for me because I had to wait. I had to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to see what the lineup was going to be. And I wasn't too confident with the lineup. And the fact that we got three points is phenomenal. I wouldn't call it a miracle. I wouldn't call it like, you know, the great escape or anything like that. But I think we were very, very lucky in a way, uh, even though that sounds, you know, when, whenever you, we, we mention luck, it, it sort of negates the hard work and, and so on and so forth. But the reality is that, that it was a silly mistake by the keeper. And that keeper wouldn't be there if Gareth Taylor wouldn't have chosen her. Like they would have been, you know, other circumstances. So I'm not here to debate, you know, what could have been or whatever. I also do want to mention that I saw some criticism about uh, or of Kim Little and missing penalties. I think it might be the third penalty she's missed this season, maybe second. It's irrelevant to me. She is a queen. She's a goddess. She can do no wrong in my eyes. She can miss every single penalty she ever takes, and I will still love her, and I will still think that she should take the penalty. Um, I do know that there are players that um, are also phenomenal penalty takers, like Leah Valti, uh, for, for instance, like Katie McCabe, that um, could do that if Kim wasn't around, but it doesn't matter. The game was um, overwhelmingly annoying to watch to a degree because we barely had any possession. And before the match started, I thought that I was um, going to be proven right and that Jill Roard was going to have a blinder of a match against us. And thankfully, she didn't, even though I thought she was, um, you know, pretty pretty solid to, to a large degree. And I'm programmed to not ever criticize Jill Roard or Viviana Miedema or Daniela van der Donk and a lot of the Dutch players, most of the Dutch players. But I thought that the the front three against the, the, the I don't know. I just, I, I thought that our front three, what, what, the way that I explained it on my blog is like, I thought that their front three or front four was going to be so unstoppable that whatever happened, our front three had to be better and had more firepower and score more goals. And I was talking about 5-4, you know, 3-2 or whatever. I wasn't talking about 2-1 necessarily. I thought there would be many more games in the match. Um, But I wasn't too confident with the team that we put out. I still want to see Laia Codina and Ilisted as a center-back pairing. I still want to see Cooney Cross instead of Pelova. Um... So I do have to say that I, I enjoyed Kim Little farther up the pitch. I think it's something that we miss. Um, but anyway, the, the, the point of the matter, without getting to, not that I could do this in a deep level, but I love the fact that we won. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I thought City were going to be way more lethal and way better. 
Um, but clearly, it's not the most balanced team. There's some things that are missing, I thought, from what I saw. In, in um, It sort of made me backtrack and think that Chelsea are definitely the team to beat this season. I thought it would be Man City. I was kind of being proud about that uh, prediction in a way. But if I base it on this particular match, I would have to say that that is not the case. Definitely not the case. But who knows? The reality is that that is over. We can focus on the next match and we can think about um, how fortunate we are in a way to get have gotten those three points. And, you know, regarding City, you know, Gareth Taylor is an interesting person because I, as a fellow Venezuelan, I would like to see more of Dana Castellanos for herself, for, for Venezuela, for Latin players in the WSL, for women of color for diversity, you, you whatever. And she's also a baller. I would love to see more of her. And I was surprised, or I've been surprised by his choice of goalkeepers when he has two bona fide stellar goalkeepers, or at least Roebuck, um, you know, being, being that. You know, I, I find it very hard to see so much trust in such big matches, you know, with a 19-year-old girl that... Uh, you know, it just, I was just surprised. And I'm thankful because her mistake w allowed us to, to, to win the match. So um, I do have to say that I love how much support she got from Chloe Kelly, from Lauren Hemp, from all the other players. It was beautiful to see. And she's going to grow and she's going to be a phenomenal keeper. And it's just only a matter of time. So to a degree, it was bittersweet. I would have loved to win by, you know, uh, wider margin or through a Katie McCabe screamer or so on, but it wasn't to be. And what I will say is that I hope that Stina Blackstenius gets more minutes and gets to start more matches because she delivers almost every time. She's such a reliable player. We love her. She tries her best every single time, nonstop. Her work rate is out of control. And I actually really enjoyed her 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 partnership with um with Alessia Russo I thought they were they were good um in the last match I forget if it was against Bristol or even the one against um I guess Aston Villa at, at the Emirates I think it was at the Emirates that I saw I can't even oh my god uh see why I'm not a professional doing this but it, I loved seeing them two together and I would love to see them two together and I would love to see Katie McCabe on the left and Beth Mead on the right that's my my preferred top um, four, let's just say, uh, until Viv is around. So I had mentioned many returns, right? We spoke briefly about, you know, Jill Roard coming back. We spoke about the girls playing back at, at Meadow Park. Basically, I overlooked it, but it was great to see them play at that stadium. Um, it felt like it had been years since they last did. So it was very, it was very cool to see. I also enjoyed the fact that we and we've been, we've been doing this for for a couple of matches but I love to see the return to a back four. I love that very very much so. And looking forward I do have to say that I am I'm a little it's not that I'm concerned but there's something that I feel that isn't clicking, you know, or, or we're not firing in all cylinders or whatever metaphors, you know, whatever literary, you know, 
tool you want to think about. I don't know exactly what's going on or how we're going to get over the hump or find our identity other than having Viviana Miedema, Beth Mead, and more importantly, to a degree, Leah Williamson. I think it's we've been very fortunate that we have had a Katie McCabe on our side because without her in particular and her leadership and Kim Little, of course, and Leah Valti, I, I don't really know where we would be. And they can come back soon enough. And I would love to see Viv get more minutes, but I also love, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Jonas uh, lately, but I have to say that the way that he is, um, you know, trickling in minutes for Beth and Viv is, uh, is great. It's great for them. It's great for us uh, as fans. It's great for the WSL. It's great for everybody involved. So I'm really happy that there is that, you know, not 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 this sense of urgency where he has to, you know, bring them in and play them and have them rescue us for from every, you know, every situation. Because I think that that is something that that we need to all be conscious of and be aware of. That if we expect so much from Beth and Viv to be these game changers the second they come in, and we've seen glimpses. Glimpses. We saw that with when Viv came on, she made the best pass I've seen in months. Um, you know, but we have to be realistic. These things are take time. Their return has taken time. The going back to their best is going to take some time. So, what we need to adjust is our expectation, or are our expectations, our assumptions. And the reality is that we might have to see this season as the result of a freakish previous season, right? There is There was no universe in which this season was going to be, okay, we're going to start back with at full strength. That was never going to be this season. That's going to be next season if we're very lucky. And that coupled with this last point that I'll make today, uh, which is Emma Hayes leaving, is basically as mediocre as it might sound, it's like the best chance we have to win this league. I don't think that Jonas can outcoach Emma Hayes necessarily in the long run. Uh, I think she's the the best mastermind, obviously, in the WSL and in England football right now. I think she's a better coach than Gareth Southgate, Southgate would ever be. Um, and as much as I would love to take the title away from her on her last year, just out of sort of Arsenal v. Chelsea uh, rivalry pride or whatever. She has done so much for the game and for, for the league and for the country that I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea, every single Chelsea player, played better than they have ever played so she could leave uh, as a champion and a five-time champion on the bounce at that. So, my friends, I think that it's it's sort of again I don't want to sound sort of mediocre but I think the the more that games pass I think we're in a transitional period as a club and 
and I say that without thinking about it too much or putting too much thought, you know, behind it. But I feel like there's something sort of things that are that are happening. I don't know which players are going to be on the at the club next year. Like, and and I'm also curious to see what happens in this in the winter transfer window, you know, or in January. Like, I want to know. If we're gonna get Mary Earps, I want to know what Geo is doing, what Lena Hurtig is doing. I want to know if, you know, whatever if p- players are gonna go out on loan. If we're gonna get another defender, I like that. Coupled with the 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 slow return of the Vivs and of Leah and of Laura and of every, you know, obviously Beth. I I, I am sort of readying myself for not disappointment. But for this season to be, let's just everybody stay healthy and let's try to make champ- the Champions League, you know, uh, places. But as far as winning the title, I don't know if that should even be the goal necessarily. Not that we couldn't do it, but all this to say that regardless of my opinion and what I think or we should or shouldn't do, we're only three points only three points behind Chelsea, which means if we beat Chelsea and we beat them twice and we don't lose any more matches, which is a you know big if, the title's still up for grabs. So this incredible team with this coach that's going to be leaving you know after the most successful tenure, yada, 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 we're still in it and we're the mighty goddamn Arsenal. Let's go. Anyway, my friends, thank you. I know it's been kind of weird and a bunch of everything, but anyhow, I always appreciate you. Thank you so much. Remember that arsenalwomenblog.com. I want to give a shout out to the Arsenal Wimmers, uh, the Arsenal Women Supporters Club uh, Twitter handle for being so kind for, um, you know, uh, posting about the blog most of the, whenever I post, you know, I really appreciate that. And I always get a lot of um, a lot of sort of new hits and new views and new people interacting, which I obviously uh, I appreciate it. If you would be so kind, please like, subscribe, rate, share and all these other things, because I am working with uh, or I'm working on making this um, as interesting as possible for everybody. And it reaches more people when there's more interaction. So thank you very much. I hope you have an amazing week. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll speak again real, 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 real soon.